Hello everyone, how is it going? I hope everyone is doing well today. This is Coach Cookie, your life and relationship coach. If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much for joining me today. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a like, comment, and don't forget to share with family and friends. To my regular listeners, welcome back. And I want you to know that you're greatly appreciated. Here at Rising Higher, I'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive, but to help you thrive. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about Can the Narcissist Changed? But before we get into that, let's talk about the high points from last week's episode titled How to Deal with the Narcissist When You Have No Choice But to Stay With Them. First off, it's important to take a self-assessment about how the relationship with narcissists is affecting your personal life and how is it affecting your relationships, such as with your significant other. The purpose for this assessment is to understand the types of boundaries that need to be established. It's also important to continue with your self-care. All of the tips in this episode will help you to become more resilient with how you would deal with the narcissist in your life. If this sounds like something that you would like to learn more about or that you're interested in, please check out the entire episode. Again, it's called Help Me. I have to stay with the narcissist. Okay, so today on Cookie's Commentary, I have a message and a word of encouragement to all my people out there who work overtime to help other people to bring their vision to light. And a lot of times we do so much for others and when it's time to let your light shine, no one is there to support you. If no one else has told you today, I see you. I am so proud of you. You give so much to other people and make their vision come to life. But by the time you have your vision, the people that you expect to be there for you are nowhere to be found. It seems like the people you do the most for are the people that never give you half of that in return. I know this feeling far too well, so I want to take time and talk about this today. I have learned that some people come in your life to love you and some people come in your life to use you. And the part that really is hard to accept is that the ones you love the most are the ones that will support you the least. It's hard when the ones you do the most for do the least for you. I need you to know that these people don't come to bring life. They come to take from it. These are the type of people who don't love you for you. They only see you as an opportunity to take from you. They're not loyal to you. They are loyal to the benefits that come with you. That's why they never show up no matter how many times you show up for them. That's why they never offer to help you no matter how many times you offer to help them. Like for real, stop breaking your back for people who don't have your back. Stop being there for people who seem to disappear on you. I hate to say it, but if they're not supporting you, they shouldn't be important in your life. Just because someone is in your life doesn't mean that they want what's best for you. Okay, so let's take it a step further so I can get you guys to really start thinking. That talent that you're that they are seeking from you, if you didn't have that special talent or if you didn't have that special gift to offer and all you had to offer was your friendship, would this person still be in your life? If you answered no to this question, then it's time to let these people go that expect everything from you but are not willing to give you anything back in return. The truth of the matter is that you really don't need these people anyway. You don't need their support. It's time to get around people who will appreciate your talent, not just want to use you for it. Get around people who will want to help you, to help elevate your life. 
not just to use you to elevate theirs. There's this big world of people who are out there waiting to support you. And don't let the ones who don't support you keep you from seeing that. Never feel guilty to cut someone off because they disrespect you. It's time to take hold of our lives and let's focus on what's best for you or what's best for us so we can rise higher together. I really hope this short word of encouragement will help you stay focused as you are going through your healing journey. I'm sending everyone out there a big hug. Now, today, the main topic is, can the narcissist ever change? Again, this topic was created from a lot of my listeners out there who had questions about this. These listeners had mentioned that I was always commenting on how the narcissist is not able to love anyone at all, and they were curious to know if it's possible for the narcissist to recover from this disorder. A lot of my listeners mentioned that they just have hope that Everyone has the option to change. For all my listeners out there in New York, California, and Detroit that were concerned and had many questions on this topic, this episode is for you. With that being said, let's jump right into it. I want to start off by saying I want to give general thoughts about this topic because everyone's situation is different. Let's start with the background of narcissism and why it's so difficult for them to make changes. Narcissism has a lot of different factors, such as early life trauma, parental neglect, uh, abusive parents. They could have been spoiled kids or kids who were valued too much for their abilities or their appearance. We don't know exactly where narcissism comes from, but there could also be genetic factors that play a part in it. People who are narcissistic often truly don't understand that they are the way that they are. They may be able to say, oh, other people call me narcissistic, but they lack the understanding of what that truly means. They don't understand how their narcissism affects other people. We need to understand that most people don't get help, don't change or seek treatment because these people think they are perfect and have no flaws or problems, which is a core issue with the narcissist. So the question is, why don't these people seek help, treatment, or participate in research studies? The reality is is that for the most part, they don't. Usually, you may not see much of a problem with the narcissist when things are going uh, well and things are going their way. And when this happens, they play that empathy game and they are kind because they know what you want. In other words, when everything is going the narcissist's way, They don't have any problems and it looks like they don't need any help. However, the core of the narcissist is that they have guilt, shame, doubt, and inferiority. So when something has occurred that has hurt them to such a degree where their core has been fractured and they are not able to put their shame or guilt off on anyone else, then they try to go see help, such as going to a therapist. The fracture usually happens when something drastic occurs, like they lost a job that gave them high status or their wealthy wife or their girlfriend is threatening to leave them. So that old school popular approach to repair their wounds is to put the victim through hurt and in order for that narcissistic individual to again feel safe. Some of that pain and what it looks like is that you can't fire me or you can't leave me. You will never find anyone as good as me. You can't do any better than me in a relationship. No one else wants you. If you leave me, I will. And of course, there goes the threats. They're going to pull out all the threats. 
It's important to understand that when you have a personality disorder, that these individuals engage in this type of behavior and use these types of strategies to repair their ego from the narcissistic wound. Now, the real injury occurs when the tactic, that old school tactic doesn't work and the victim has figured them out and they figured out the narcissistic playbook and they're no longer falling for the games, which again, like I said earlier, they can't put that shame or guilt off on anyone else. So what ends up happening is that they lose their job or that rich wife or that rich girlfriend, they leave them because they didn't figure out the game. So the narcissist is then forced to deal with those core issues. But in reality, they don't know how to do that. So sometimes they're forced to go to therapy. Now listen very carefully to this therapy part because I've been through this a few times in a couple of my relationships. Usually when the narcissist goes to get help from a therapist, the therapist usually doesn't know that they are only there to repair their ego. So the narcissist only stays in treatment long enough where the ego is stabilized. So in re reality, they don't stay long enough to restore their guilt, their shame, their doubt, or that inferiority, which really is the core issues that cause the narcissistic abuse. So since the core issues on address, they're not able to deal with the real world stressors on an emotional level, so they go back to the same destructive behaviors. This is one of the main reasons why it's so difficult to treat narcissists effectively. So we have an idea of why it is so difficult for the narcissist to change. But I want to give some tips of what I have learned and seen when it comes to the narcissist. Hopefully, if I have anyone out there listening today that thinks they are a narcissist, this will help you gain some awareness of what you're doing. And I feel a large part of changing narcissism is changing your behavior. For example, they get angry very easily when corrected or criticized. The narcissist may write a bad review on a restaurant because one of the staff members didn't admire them enough. The thing that the narcissist needs to learn is to become aware of their feelings. The common feelings to look out for is desire for revenge, uh, feelings of inadequacy, inferiority, anger, resentfulness, and distrust. Remember that your feelings are connected to communication. This is when the narcissist does its worst damage through communication because they tend to give their information to other people in a manner that causes damage to their relationship. This is done both verbally and non-verbally. For example, the narcissist is quick to blame other people so they can avoid the shame or any other core issues that I mentioned earlier. So it's important for the narcissist to take time to make decisions that lead to better communication. That means the narcissist needs to be mindful at all times and think about what they say and how it could affect someone else. In other words, they need to learn healthy ways to get their needs met. They need to understand that they don't have to hurt others to feel good about themselves. This means that they need to develop a lifelong commitment to being mindfully aware of other people and coming from a place of empathy and compassion. Now, this shift only occurs when the narcissist is able to start to self-reflect and notice their inappropriate behaviors and they start to reach out for help. Now, for those of you in narcissistic relationships or have narcissistic family members or friends, doing the work is their responsibility. You can't help them with this more, no more than you can help your child with their homework and think they're still going to learn something. This is their marathon to run alone. 
let's take this ideal a step further. So if you talk to them and push them into something, they may agree to therapy, but they won't really know why they're going to therapy if you talk them into it. So it won't be real. They're gonna only do it temporarily just to make you happy or uh, do it so you won't leave them or they won't lose their jobs. It's just an act to make you happy temporarily. Remember, the narcissists are professional actors and they know what society preferred behavior looks like. I said earlier, it's difficult for these people to self-reflect about themselves needing help because they think they are perfect and they have no flaws or problems. You won't be able to show them or tell them they have a problem and that they need help. They won't understand or they won't receive that. The best thing you can do is to show them by having a good safe by having good safe boundaries and reinforcing those boundaries and limit your communication with them. Eventually through your actions and other people doing the same thing that you're doing, it will force them to think and want to know what they are doing, what they may be doing wrong. Remember, you can't force anything on them because when you do it, it won't be real and they will never recover from this disorder. Simply put, some things come by prayer and fasting. And this is one of those things you need to turn over to God and pray. Narcissism is really a set of personality traits and the personality usually doesn't change very much over the lifespan. So for a narcissist to make a commitment to change is very rare. And most of you experiencing narcissistic abuse in your families, with your friends or your relationships are not likely to experience a significant change in the narcissistic people who are in your life. Now, for a narcissist to make changes with their feelings and thought process in order to change their behavior, it's very difficult. It's a slow, long, drawn out process, but it's possible. And yes, it can be done. But believe it or not, this is that small percentage of narcissists who finally wake up one day and realize on their own what they're doing and how they're treating people and that it's wrong and they need some help. This is when the recovery from this disorder begins. For that small percentage of people who wake up and discover that they're doing something wrong, that small percentage of narcissists, personality styles out there who have made the commitment to change and want to put in the work, I applaud you. Congratulations. And by all means, keep your head up, keep pressing on, and put in the work. If no one else has told you today, I am so proud of you, and I'm sending you a big hug. For all my listeners out there, I hope this topic today resonated with someone, and it would truly be a help to you. Remember, I'm here for you, so if you'd like for me to answer any of your questions, or you may have something you want me to do a particular topic on, or you may think that you're a narcissist and you may need one-on-one coaching, hit me up at heycoachcookie at gmail.com. To all my listeners out there, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. This is Coach Cookie sending you all a big hug and reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.